When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Blakey's Boot Room, the number one Cardiff City podcast. Brought to you by Wales Online. Hello and welcome to Blakey's Boot Room, the Cardiff City podcast from Wales Online, brought to you in association with Giovanni's. Just the two of us this week, myself, Dominic Booth, and Nathan Blake, of course. Welcome to you, Nathan. Just take a sip of tea first, sorry. Good afternoon, <laughs> Dominic. No Paul this week, he's uh, he's on some sort of November holiday. Should be a decent show then. So, <laughs> um, we promise no mention of a certain Danish striker. We promise we will not mention him uh, at all with Paul away. Okay. Um, let's, we're not going to look back at the Brighton game because we did that uh, mm-hmm. in last week's podcast, Blakey, but there's just a few... A few little bits for us to cover, and then we'll get into a healthy question and answer. First of session. all, I've got, got a question for you. How did the um, how did the Aaron Ramsey? Because you know I don't do social media and bloody blah, blah, blah. What kind of a reaction did it get out there? Um, were people understanding of what I was trying to say, or were they just thinking I was like on cloud nine? I'm going to call it mixed, Blakey. I'm okay. going to say there was there were some people asking um, what planet you were living on. Yeah, and there were some people saying. You know, he's he's talking my my kind of music, but mm. I think I think unfortunately Cardiff fans have had have had lots of realism drilled into them mm. over the last few years, which mm. is maybe understandable given the the ups and downs that they've had, mm. uh, and people saying that you know there are, there are plenty of players, as I said, really there are plenty of players maybe in a middle bracket between mm. Cardiff and Ramsey that they should be looking at, mm. but I think they admire a lot admired your ambition. Mm. It's called foresight. Foresight, ambition. Yeah, absolutely. Whatever you want to call it. Man with a plan, have a plan. Without a plan, man without a plan isn't a man. Fair to say it did drive the agenda on social media for a good few days. At least it got people talking and thinking about the ambition of the club and what it wants to do and where it wants to go. Yeah, certainly got people talking. Okay. Uh, Another topic I wanted to talk about, because on Monday night um, I was getting getting very, very cold watching Cardiff City under-23s against Watford. Okay. Went down to see um, Mendes Lang made his return from injury, yes, which was that's um, right, yeah. which is a positive. Got a goal as well. Mm-hmm. Gary Gary Medine got a goal. I'm not even joking. Mm-hmm. But what struck me was the under 23s, the, the Cardiff under 23s, and I've heard Neil Warnock say this um, at press conferences and things like that. Is that the under 23s at Cardiff haven't got the the players aren't providing the depth that your other Premier League clubs are? He, Warnock said to me once. Look at these Premier League clubs. They've got five, six under twenty-three internationals to choose from outside of their normal first twenty-four squad. Well, yeah, 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 first team squad. Mm. It's been a while. Probably fitting that we talk about it just after talking about Aaron Ramsey. It's mm. been a while since somebody came through that that system and of that ilk. Uh, yes, yeah, of, of that class and became a first team player and beyond. Yeah, I mean, um, I think things are a lot better now since Craig has been installed in there. Yeah. I've watched them um, play, and I would say the difference in the coaching is chalk and cheese. 
because um, I've stood at games previous to uh, Bellas going in there and thought I, I, I don't really understand what the coach is trying to do or trying to achieve or some of the rhetoric is like you think well I'm thinking well that's not what you would say or do in those situations whereas when I stand and listen to uh, Craig you just you just you he saying says the right things to mm. the kids at the right time sort of thing whether it's get across the near post or you should be in this position on the edge of the box and I haven't seen him coach in fairness I'm just talking about coaching rhetoric at the game uh, and they look they look decent but for me it's probably um, the problem for me was always that uh, you didn't have any footballers at Cardiff's Academy and I don't know, you know, yes, you'll get one or two maybe very good coaches uh, at the academy level, but the chances are if you've not got professional footballers, retired, who are now in and around academy 23s, which young players are able to bounce things off and those former players are able to give those experiences to those kids, I don't think it's any coincidence that You've not seen any players come out of Cardiff's um, academy uh, into their 21s or 3s and then into the first team. I don't think it's, you know, people that say, oh, or him and him, name like, like Declan John. I'm, I'm talking either those who go on to bigger and better things mm. or those who become, you know, starlets for Cardiff City for not for a season, not for two seasons, but, you know, three or four seasons, then get sold on for five, six million quid and have a career maybe at a, I don't know, uh, an Everton or something like that and yeah. gone on to the next level. So, Is it know. is it the right time to be talking about this given that Cardiff are in the Premier League, obviously in a dogfight, Neil Warnock will say first team is, is, the, is a priority now, but well, first team is always the priority. Uh, first team is always the priority. It's the pinnacle and everything runs down backwards. It's sort of top down from there. Yeah. But if you're looking at the if you're looking at the club holistically, then you understand that the youth is as important as the top, because yeah, it rises, yeah, yeah. So what you put in at the bottom is your foundation, basically, yeah. So those you know, seeds are going to grow into uh, trees. Absolutely. One day. So you should be looking at you know every three or four years, you should be having one, maybe two players through the first team system and maybe into the first team and Cardiff should right now you know between their in, in a 22 man squad they should have at least two or three um, Welsh locally born mm. come through the academy sort of players I don't think it was any coincidence that when Neil came in he just cut like 10 or 11 of the 21s I think yeah. at that time or 23s just cut a load of them because he just just, you're just stacking up basically. And they weren't threatening to break into the first. They're nowhere near ready. Yeah. They just, they just mentally, they're not. They weren't ready. Physically, they weren't ready. Um, and the problem for me was that the players actually thought they were ready. Yeah, because yeah. one of them happened to be my godson. Right. Yeah, and I would talk to him and talk to him and try and talk to him about what it takes to be a professional footballer. Um, but. It would. It was like I would t try and talk to him about, you know, don't buy brand new cars, fast cars. You know, try and 
conserve your money a bit until you're in the first team and become a player and what have you. But all these, this peer pressure of, well, he's got a Range Rover, he's got an Audi, and he's, and it just sucks you into that because, you know, I'm one person. I would see my godson every couple of weeks, maybe months. Mm. But every day, he's around, you know, sees the first team driving in their cars, the 23s driving in their cars, and you easily influence, you know, so it's understandable. It's a problem throughout football, really. It, it, it is, not a, it's not just Cardiff City, and it's not just, it wasn't just my godson, because like I said, when Neil came in, um, he cut a load of them. But I thought one thing was significant was when um, he had said to me that he, ha- he hadn't been given an opportunity, and actually he had been given an opportunity at 17, and didn't have the greatest debut, but I said to him, that might be only one opportunity. That's football, it's so fickle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you're gonna have to work incredibly hard now to try and get back to getting in that first team and regularly being on the bench and you know showing yourself as what you're gonna do. And I said to him, you know, what you have to understand more than anything is that time doesn't give you opportunity because you've been here since you're 14 or 15. It's opportunities are earned. Yeah, they're not make given. They're not given. It's as simple as that. You might get lucky where two players go down injured in front of you who are in your position and you get drafted onto the bench. You might be fortunate like that and then get in the team, play 20 minutes and play so well, you open the manager's eyes to thinking, oh, I tell you what, he's a bit of a starlet. We'll, 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 we'll keep him, you know, let him train with us a bit more and grow his confidence and then, you know, maybe give him 20 minutes here and... 10 minutes well, the best players will make yeah, their own opportunities yeah, they'll, they'll bang absolutely. the door well, down yeah, all players have to make their own opportunity mm. you know managers don't stand on the side and say oh Dominic's been at the club 7 years it's about time he's had a chance in the first team that's just not how football works mm. so a lot of them a lot of youngsters kid themselves into thinking um, you know I'm a, I'm a professional at Cardiff City and I always say you are you've got a professional contract but you're not a professional footballer until you've got, you know, 80, 100 league games in the belt. Yeah. I know kids who have played in the first team and in and around the first team for a season or two and then never been seen again. You know, it's about a career, Dom. Yeah. You know, and the first, every, every, what you have to understand is the next step is harder than the last. And every step is difficult. Do you know what I mean? And yes, it's trying to prepare your mind for that. It's like every game. The next game is harder than the game has just gone. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's simple as that. And once you get over that, once you have that sort of desire to be able to get up and go again, get up and go again, get up and go again, week in, week out, you know, these things are, are what it takes to be a footballer. So it's not just what you do on a pitch. It's the mental side of the thing. The game is like 80% in the brain. Well, you certainly won't make it in a Neil Warnock team without having that mental side and the relentless attitude. Talking to the under-23s, before we move on slightly, I should say the under-18s team at Cardiff, I think, is is doing very, very well at the moment under Craig Bellamy, like you say. Mm. So his coaching, um, obviously, coming off really well. I think a young young lad called Isaac Davis is Mm. uh, banging a load of goals, so maybe one to keep an eye on there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, um, I've seen... uh, I've seen I've seen them a few times, and what I would say is they've got a different attitude to players I've seen in the past. They're more aggressive, more determined, because I don't think they're allowed to get away with things that they used to be able to get away with. 
more mature as well. Yeah, well, not 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 more mature. They still do silly things. Still do what eighteen year olds yeah, do. Yeah, and you expect that. You know, it's it. about managing it. You know, you're not expecting. If you expect an eighteen-year-old kid to be a twenty-eight-year-old pro, because twenty-eight-year-old pros make stupid mistakes, also that's just life. Do you know what I mean? But you know, if you're looking at the ability and trying to develop him, you know, it's not just his footballing skills. You've got to develop his mind, develop the man. You know what I mean? Because yeah. they are young men, going to grow into men. So what you put into them is is so important. But yeah, you know, he's he's. Uh, I got a kid, Harry Pinchard young left back there and um, can play central midfield and what have you and went down to watch my game Craig invited me into the dress room we had had a few words um, and they asked him they, I, I said they had they are in the past I thought you know the kids are quite soft but these you know they got they, they got a different mentality for me and that comes that's driven by the manager yeah maybe bodes, bodes very well then um, mm. fingers crossed fingers crossed yeah. talking of the under 23s it was good to see um, Mendes Lang back in action on Monday night it, mm. it did get me thinking about how Neil Warnock uses him back on first team matters how Neil Warnock beds him back in obviously had a I think he was a cruise ship but not the not the bad cruise ship mm-hmm. if I can say yeah. in, in those terms but came back and scored a goal for the under 23s on Monday night and Cardiff have actually been missing that Genuine right wing option, mm. and we wondered on the podcast how how much they've missed Mendes Lang. Yeah, I think I think um, it's funny when when you're not available, you seem to grow in stature. Yes, and, yes. you know what I mean. Uh, we so, had this last season, didn't we? Yeah, when and, was and don't get me wrong. I think I think Mendes is a very good player. You know, I think he's a really good player, and uh, I think we have missed that. That just. Just someone who's what I love about Mendes, he always looks to attack your outside flank, mm-hmm. right? So he's not he's a he's traditional in the sense that he's not a right footed, a left footed player playing on the right or come inside and drift and play off people and what have you. He's old school, get the ball down one v one, bang! I'm just gonna do you on the outside, get my cross in, and I think that that has been missed big time. I think he would be more effective in the Premier League than he was in the Championship uh, promotion season. Do you think? I, I really think he does. I think I think if you can get... Because what you can say to Bruno is just get up and support him. So you say to Bruno, make Bruno's life easier. You don't have to get around him. Maybe when it's totally obvious, you can. But it takes that away as a, prob- just, as a problem, which it yeah, has been. Just get up and support him. Yeah, yeah just be behind him for that ball where he... He decides I'm a bit tired or I'm, they're doubling up. I'm just going to lay it back with Bruno and then you can play it inside or whatever. But yeah, I think he's. Um, I has think he got a problem in that Kadeem Harris has, has hit a bit of form as well. He He's come onto the right. Well, wing. that's what you want. You know, Murphy on the left, Kadeem on the right. Was Neither he... one of them can say, can think I'm undroppable. But both of them will probably say, I've done all right. I'm not, I'm both of them have done very well. They've yeah. done beyond I've done all right. They've yeah. done great. I think, um, you know, I sung Kadeem's praises for years and he never got an opportunity. So I, I'm really... That was in the days where they had no pace though. Like, yeah, and they well, needed someone with pace. Now well, they've got options Well, with pace. even before that, do you know what I mean? Before the Trollope era, yeah. I still thought Kadeem deserved the chance to be in and around the first team. Um, and it was pretty frustrating for him to come here and then not break into the first team and kind of drift off his career kind of drifted off yeah. for a few years so to see him back and to see him more mature 
he's you know definitely have grown up and grown as a man understood things better and what's required of him so I think Murphy Kadeem you know if Junior can get back on song Mendes Lang you, you, you've got some great attacking talent there to yeah. take advantage of who'd you pick as your two wingers if you had them all fit <laughs> come on we've not, there's not been enough spikiness yet I've got to trip you up somewhere. I'd go on their top top form all of them fit and firing at the best yeah all fit and firing at the best I'd go junior right and Murphy left yeah and my backups would be or not backups if junior's not on it or Murphy's not on it because sometimes the defenders getting the better then Kadeem and um, Mendes would be my backup but you know it's not a bad force as well especially the way Cardiff play it's great force Cardiff like we've said high wide wingers yeah. all about pace yeah but you need all four of them available, really. Yeah, that's yeah, why yeah. They, well, they're able to... When you've got all four of them available and on song... Yeah. Yeah, in form, that it, players like that are able to change games in a blink of an eye. Because wingers are so... Can be so much reliant on confidence and form and mm. they can dip in and out of yeah. form a lot quicker. Like than a lot of strikers. Yeah, yeah. Well, I thought we weren't going to talk about them. <laughs> um, <laughs> you mentioned it. I didn't I did. strikers. Uh, before we log ahead to <laughs> Everton, we're going to um, have an elongated Ask Blakey session. So we'll be back after a short break with some of your questions for Nathan. Subscribe to The Boot Room on iTunes or listen on walesonline.co.uk. So straight into the questions, Blakey. Sam Reen, on the uh, on the topic we've just been discussing, he, said, he says, uh, Mendes Lang is my favourite player in the team. Mm. Does Blakey think... That Mendes Lang can help Cardiff get close to the survival if he goes on a scoring run of games. Well, we sort of covered it, but do you. 100%, even if he doesn't score. If he yeah. provides and does. Even if he done what he'd done, you know, that purple patch he had when he first signed for the club. Oh, brilliant. First five uh, in five, wasn't it? And even if he played like that without scoring, he would be a massive asset. He will. He, you know, if, if he just comes back and does. And, no. This is just a plea to the fans. Just give him some patience because we are a league above and even in a league below it, it would still take him four or five games to get into the swing of things and maybe he's not going to be starting games so it's even harder coming off the bench. So it might be eight or nine games before he gets in the swing of things but yeah, if you had I'm that with you a, Sam. Players like that, yeah, yeah it can definitely uh, change the season for the positive. My, my dad's actually been watching a bit of Cardiff recently and his favourite uh, player was Mendes Lang last season so that's shout, yeah, out, yeah. shout out for my dad yeah, anyway yeah. Um, <laughs> here's a good one from um, from Darren Brown not Darren Brown the magician Darren Brown I was going to say he says uh, on what we discussed before Nathan have your thoughts changed with regards to Ramsey possibility of joining Cardiff considering his many offers i.e. the German clubs think he's referencing I'm not bothered about whoever isn't okay so was that from Darren, you say? Darren, yeah. Yeah, all right, Dar. What I'm trying to say, Darren, right, and to the fans as well, what I'm trying to say is the club, as a club, you have to build, yeah? So we've had this situation where for the last four or five years, things have been turmoil, right? Yeah. And then Neil Warnock comes in just as about just as we're about to get relegated and save the season and then gets you promoted the following season, which is incredible, really. Fantasyland, right? 
but behind the scenes things have got to develop things have got to be built things have got to be created ideas foresight do you understand me and at the moment i just think what what we're doing is we're just we're patching all the time yeah you know what I mean? We've Putting got a hole here. We've got a hole here. We need a player to go in there. We've got a hole here. We need a player to go in there. Rather than say, right, we're going to sit down. And I think this, if you're looking at Neil Warnock, I think the problem for Neil was getting promoted in your first season. All right? Getting promoted in your first season. But then you've got a situation where, you know, the owner, and understandably so, is weary about certain signings and what have you because of past history right so what you've got now is is a kind of a weird balance like a compromise you're in the Premier League and you you're desperate to be in the Premier League you got there but you're already accepting that we're probably going to leave it again and you know what I mean and I'm saying the Aaron Ramsey thing there's not a player I could think of that would change our club for the better simply by signing right Forget that he's Cardiff and all that. Forget that he's brought up through the club and what have you. He's a top player that is available for nothing. Right, so your wages are going to cost you a lot of money. Granted. Right, no problem. But if you're looking for Cardiff City, because this is what I think. In five years' time, Cardiff City have stayed in the Premier League five years and they're now seen as one of the stronger teams in the Premier League, like an Everton. Mm. Right? Okay, they're not going for Europe yet but they're building towards it established mid-table if Burnley can do it if Bournemouth can do it you know lots of people have done it so my thing is you've got to have a plan and it's got to start and my plan was if I sign Aaron Ramsey right and I'm then able to draw in two or three other players off the back of him and his name which I will I then look right my first season is to stay in the Premier League, right? And there's never no guarantees. Aaron could sign and get injured straight away. But let's stay. Let's say we're planning, so we're planning on staying. So we stay in the Premier League. Then next year, I add two or three other players to that squad, still maintaining the Bambas, the Mangas, whatever you, whatever you. I'm not talking about a complete overhaul. I still, you know, and then we finish maybe 15, 14, 15, 16. And then the following year, you may be finishing around 12, 13, you know, and you're signing players, two or three players. You've got two or three players in from the youth setup and what have you, or the 23s. And you're starting to create and develop this Cardiff City, capital of Wales, mentality throughout, not just the club, but what the fancy they like, they understand. Because the, 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 the plan doesn't have to be secret. You know, you can give the outline of the plan of what you're trying to achieve, what you're trying to develop. So people might think, oh, it's crazy, it's pie in the sky, it's pie in the sky. But I remember when I was a kid and Gaza went to Tottenham, no one expected it. I remember when Shearer went to Newcastle, they were all expecting to go to United. You know, so, you know, if you then add the element that the fact that he is Cardiff, he is from this area, he did play for the club as a youngster, Surely that gives you has that affinity an as well, added advantage of signing him. But when you sit him down in front of you, you're gonna have to div- you're gonna have to explain your plan. You're not gonna just say, "Oh, yes." And I think that's what we've done for the last, say, four or five years. 
It was just pick a player, pick a player, pick a player. It, it hasn't been, and that's why we almost got relegated before Neil came in, because it's, it wasn't actually part of any sort of plan. It was just... They joined up thinking. Absolutely. Yeah. No way joined up thinking. Well, so, I, hope, um, I hope that's answered uh, yeah. Darren's question. I, I one on the back of that. Have you had it ever as a player when you've been in a squad and they've signed someone you thought, but I mean, he's, he's a top player. I don't know why he's come to our club. But then him being in, in and around you training every day has inspired you to raise your own level. Was that... Has that ever happened? Um, or maybe the way around. Maybe you've come into a club which you you didn't think you thought you were better than, but it turned out that the whole club. No, I never. I I, I just you don't find many players with that big time Charlie mentality. You have self confidence. Yeah. And you have like, you know. But was a player you ever trained with who you thought I want to be at his level? He's he's a top player. Um. No, no, not really, dumb. Because I didn't really, you know, I knew I'm. Things can affect. This is why I would say things can affect you, good and bad. A manager signs you. You think, right, I'm up here. And in my case, when I went to Blackburn, I think it was six or eight weeks later, he, uh, the manager was sacked, and Brian Kidd comes in, and it's a complete overhaul. So it's like 13 players in a in a year, and now you you've gone from front of the queue to back of the queue. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So you know, but. Confidence in my own ability, you know, I think I always thought with the right circumstances, if I had someone who was, you know, sensible, I could fall back on and things like that and give me advice and blah, 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 blah. You know, there was, there was no, there's no limit at what I could have achieved. Uh, but I'm happy with my achievements in my career. I guess different people are inspired by, inspired in different ways. And um, here's a good one then. Good question from, uh, that. Thanks. It was a good one. Here's a good one from Louis, Louis Rapp. I'm going to call him Louis Rax on Facebook. Slightly tongue-in-cheek, maybe, with the way he's phrased this. He says, do you think the Rouse Royce should be a start ahead of Arta, Gunnarsson and Camarasa in that midfield going forward, if they're all fit? Or could all four start with Camarasa ahead in the number 10? I think Louis is suggesting some sort of diamond formation there, but... Do I think the Rouse Royce should Do you think start? the Rouse Royce should start ahead of those three? No. No, I didn't think you would. I didn't think you would. I don't think you would, and you love him. No, I think I'd, I would go with what you said. Mm. I think... Um, Arta Gunnarsson sitting and Camarasa in the number ten. Mm. Based on recent performances, there's no other. Yeah, there's yeah. no other way Listen, around. Joe's a good player, but I've all, I, I've always said, uh, you know, I think you try and give me dick saying I don't like him, <laughs> but I like all the players. I I don't know any of them by Saul personally, and I don't really know Saul personally. He's come on the show. He's yeah. a top dude and all that, but I don't know any of them personally. So I don't, it's personal grudges. It's I don't have no grudges with anyone. No. Well, you know, this is football we're talking. Apart with Paul about Gunnison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, I look at someone like Joe and I think, right, attributes-wise, right, you can tackle, you can run, you're fit, you got a decent left foot, you know what I mean? But can you, can you take yourself to the next level? Mm. Can you sit after training, practice, like chipping, clipping, outside of foot, inside of foot. I said this two years ago. You know what I mean? Right foot, you know, shooting from distance, you know, benders, whatever. Can you improve all the attributes of your game to then where you're ahead of Arthur? We've got a really good one here, Nathan, from uh, at Bluebirds Gossip on Twitter. Um, we sort of skated over this issue last week, but obviously Fulham sacking... Uh, Slavisa Jukanovic and replacing him with Claudio Ranieri. Yeah. He says, um, with Fulham changing manager, would you try and sign Mitrovic? 
he's probably unhappy with the sacking of Jukanovic and I think he'd be perfect for us yeah I understand that I, I, who asked the question yeah, his name's just at Bluebirds Gossip at Bluebirds yeah I understand that um, that thought process and I watched Mitrovic he was really gutted that um, Jukanovic had been sacked and almost felt responsible well they are responsible um, the problem is I think when you've got a Premier League winning manager going in or someone who's been at the height of someone like a Claudio Ranieri as a player while you're sad to see the old manager go you're actually looking forward to working with this new guy and see what ideas because your career might end up being better than what it previously was in the previous manager so you like I say you don't like we just said about Joe Rose don't take anything personal you don't yeah you know what I mean you don't say oh well you know you know certain managers getting sacked at certain times is going to affect you because you're in a certain position I just mentioned Blackburn. I knew Roy Hodgson getting sacked was going to mean, oh, this is going to be dodgy for me because I'm one of his last, if not his last signing. You know, so the new manager coming in, whoever he is, he's gonna, he is going to look to wipe the floor, clean the floor, and they do. So, um, but then I guess everyone make a cheeky bid. Yeah, why not? But I, I are you prepared? Would. Are you prepared to go and put down? This is another thing Cardiff fans have to rea- realize and understand. Are Cardiff in a position? where they are going to go and spend 40, 50 million quid because that's what it's going to cost you. He's not going to come here for 20 million quid. You're well, not going to get him for 30 million it's quid. It's the Ramsey You're question, not going to get really, him for 40 million quid. Do you understand what I mean? I, I very much doubt probably 50 million Fulham would turn it down because the owner got money coming out of his eyes. So your bid would have to be like, so they can't turn it down. Do you understand what yeah. I mean? So realistically, that happening is slim to none I would say yeah, we're, take, we're taking the Ramsey question but but maybe even less less realistic than Ramsey because of how less Ramsey... realistic I'm not saying listen I'm not saying it's realistic or it's not yeah I don't know if you went and stuck 60 million quid on the table for the striker if Fulham turned around and go yeah okay you know what I mean would Cardiff do that anyway I don't know but will Cardiff do that I don't know if Cardiff will go and stick 150 grand a week wages on the table for someone like Ramsey but you know as part of a plan that's what it's going to take is it realistic well no but does anything surprise me in football <laughs> absolutely not it's your statement stranger though, things stranger things have happened mate. putting a statement down making absolutely. a uh, mark of intent and all that absolutely uh, we'll have two more then yeah Mark Edwards says Nathan with all, all the right, ad- Mark. all the advice given to I'm going to have to say his name Zahor about style of play and want to get more desire. What are your thoughts on... Here's a, this is a great suggestion. Okay. What are your thoughts on you coaching him one-to-one over a month period to get some self-belief back and tapping into the talent that's obviously there? There's a job job for you there. I would, yeah, it's a job. Thanks, Mark. <laughs> Thank you, Marky Mark. Uh, yeah, I understand what you're saying, but I can't see that. I think that's... If the other one gave you the call... If you want to call me and ask me, not a problem, but that's never going to happen. I think we probably signed Ramsey and Messi before they'd ask me to call <laughs> <so. laughs> But I understand what you're saying, and it's understanding that I I, I don't know, like I said, it's difficult for us because we're on the outside looking we're in. We're trying to tap into we're something. We're trying to read body language and things like that, how we are on the bench, when they come off, when they play, blah, 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 blah. I honestly think whatever the problem is, it it it's can can be happy about something. 
mm. whether he wants to be at the club, whether it's someone in his family is ill, whether his favorite dog passed away, you know, all these different things will affect different people in different ways. We might say, oh, it's only so-and-so, so-and-so, but to that person, it might be the world. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's understanding that, you know. I think it's a good point from, good point from Mark in the sense that we've talked about this before, Cardiff maybe having a dedicated attack coach to inject something different into mm. their front line and things like mm. that. Mm. Is he onto something with that? Yeah, I, I don't I don't really like the split attack and defence. You know, I, I understand when I was playing, defenders would go off and work on their own. Maybe yeah. with the two midfielders. Strikers would go off and work on their own. Maybe with the wingers and one midfielder or two midfielders. It would, vice versa, it would change. Dynamics would change depending on who you were playing or what the coach was thinking. But I'm not really a fan of, right, he's attack coach, he's a defensive coach. You know, the game is 11 men and it's played from back to front and vice versa. So everything has to be intertwined. It has to be mm. woven together. So Transition you know, coach. Absolutely. So it's no good the attacking coach doing this, that and the other in a pressing formation. And then the defensive coach is saying, right, against uh, Man United today, because they've got Rashford, Martial, we're going to sit deep. <laughs> You're making the pitch massive, which isn't what you want against Man United. You know what I mean? bring your strikers back Everyone or push your defenders yeah. up so no mate and I would say that's you know we see it in American football um, but no I don't think that is where this game is going to go a coach is a coach coach works on different aspects of the team but then understands that those aspects are part of the bigger picture which is a collective ok that, yeah absolutely uh, Tom Lewis Jones why doesn't Matthew Connolly get a game? He is always reliable as either right back when there seems to be a place to compete for or as a centre back. What's happened to Matthew Connolly? We've I've, not seen him. I've forgotten about him. I know. But a good player. I, I've always liked Matt because he's 100% as well. Yeah. I think he's got four or five promotions to his name as well. Yeah, so he's I think Warnock loves boy. him. Yeah. Um, he might, is he not injured or anything like that? I maybe? think he's I think he's he's fit and, he's and fit around already. the first team squad but okay. we haven't seen him. Well, you know, uh, good question. I don't know. I don't know. Would I have him in my um, 18-man Saturday team squad? Yeah, I probably would as my defensive cover because, like you say, he can play centre-back and right-back. So if Morrison goes down injured, you have to stick him straight in or move Bruno across and stick him at right-back. So I think he gives you options. Yeah. Good one. Good one. Well, thanks for all those questions, uh more than ever, I think, this week. And it filled the void left by Paul. So replacing Paul with the fans has got to be a good thing, I think, Nathan. Let's <laughs> make a habit of it. <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. Uh, well, let's go into uh, another short break and then we'll talk about Everton and this week's predictions. Got a question for Blakey? Tweet us at Cardiff City Live. So, Nathan, I actually forgot to... Read out your predictions from oh, really? last week. Uh, not good, I'm afraid, mate. Not good. I think. Um, I one bad, I don't Three correct. Um, three results. I don't think you've looked at match of the day, or I don't think you've looked. Are you at comparing the yourself properly. to Mark Lawrence, and I think that's setting your standards. I too bury Laro. I bury Laro every say, time. You don't want to set your standards that low. <laughs> um, but this week, obviously, Cardiff face Everton. Yeah. Um, 
we'll talk about that game in a little bit before we go into predict each one. Mm. Obviously, a massively tough assignment. Cardiff have been up to Merseyside once this season and come away with a 4-1 defeat. Mm. I suspect it might be a bit closer this time around. Although Everton had a few really good results under Marco Silva this season. Yeah, and what they've done is move Richard into that number nine position. Looks dangerous, doesn't he? He's a great player. Yeah, I loved him at Watford. I thought he was, I thought he was. It was going to be a matter of time where the chances he kept having were going to start to turn the goals. But then I found out what he'd done is actually come straight from the Brazilian league into the Premier League and still had a good season. But you know, faded a little missed, bit. Didn't yeah, he? missed a few chances, scored a few goals, missed a few chances. But this season he looks like quite ruthless in front of goals. So um, him with like Sigerson in behind, um, Gomez Gay. I like. I, I think they're they're a good outfit, a really good outfit. You know, they're just outside those top echelons of the Premier League. You probably say the squad they got, the players they got, they should be top eight. Mm. You know, is it difficult eight. one to judge for Cardiff for that reason because they're they're not top five, top six. <laughs> Well, it seems virtually impossible to get a result, but they're still a, you know, a seriously good side, and Cardiff are going to probably have their backs to the wall for for a long period. Yeah, I mean, listen, the, the, I think this is different, slightly different to go into, not, not not massively different, but I think it's slightly different to go into Liverpool right now, or Man City right now, or Chelsea right now. Um, although Everton off the back of a good draw with with Chelsea. Um, I still don't think I still think you're able to get at Everton. I mm. don't think they're they're purring yet. They're not in full flow, you know. And they've come off. Charles has just come back, and they were really struggling before. He uh, not struggling. They'd had a good couple of good results, but they weren't clicking then. Mm. Whereas I thought against Chelsea, uh, they looked really good. Could have won that. Uh, they should have like won that. Yeah. I thought, yeah, and. Uh, they look really good. So, listen, it's a big ask, but this is where you go up there and you have your plan. You mm. see, man without a plan ain't a man. Yeah, and, and there with 38 your plan. different plans for 38 different games, as I yeah, said well, earlier in the season. I would say there's probably four or five teams where you can, you know, resort to a similar sort of plan at the top, and there's probably three or four teams at the bottom where you can resort to a similar sort of plan. Yeah. It'd just be like personnel, maybe, you know, if you've got a a big centre half against a little striker, you might change things around there. But yeah. in terms of how Cardiff uh, will set up then for this one, what would be your plan? I'd always go with three in the middle. Yeah. Um, I would go with probably two sitting Arda and Gunnarsson with Camarasa, um, and then my two wide boys with one man down the middle. And I'd you know the wide boys are going to have to work up and down, uh, and then you know. Camarasa, uh, he works well in midfield, but I would say at every opportunity you've got to go and join the front man. Same with the two wingers. And if one of the wingers is sat deep, then I expect one of my fullbacks to be the other side of him and, and get him forward. But I would always be looking to sit my two centre halves and my two centre mids so they can flank into a back four or three with one closing down or wherever. I, w- I would make sure that that is, is solid and probably say, if my left back's attacking and my right back has to sit and vice mm. versa so it's a luxury as well the Cardiff have got all, all their central midfielders available at the same time so they can choose who they want but that's the first isn't it? yeah we're, um, we're expecting Gunnarsson and Arta that they're probably going to be the more well, they, combative they, uh, yeah, well, I just think not just that they're, they're, they're 
Premier League experience. Yeah. You know, I think you know, we've got to realise that you look at like the likes uh, of Murphy, um, Kadim, uh, Bruno. And none of these players played in the Premier League. No. You know, Morrison. I don't think Saul had. No, uh, not at all, no. Um, Etheridge hasn't Bennett, had, I think. Etheridge. So it's not like, you know... Not blessed with Premier League well, experience. Well, you've got, you've, got, you've got no real, really, you've got a total lack of Premier League experience. So, you know, and that's the heart. For me, Arthur and Gunnarsson are the best two uh, midfielders who can both pass the ball very well, both combat it combative and then Camaras is just the cream he's, yeah. just, he's just the cherry I think against Everton he's going to have to work back though because you think where Sigurdsson's going to be hovering between the lines Cardiff yeah, are probably going to have to I shift think, their defence a little bit further back yeah Sigurdsson's a very clever player but you know you've got Gay and Gomez who who, who both work uh, and cover you know, vast amounts of ground and then you know obviously Coleman loves to get forward on the one side so it's going to be difficult Walcott as well you know um, I almost forgot about Theo Walcott as a player I still think it's strange seeing him in an Everton shirt I can't yeah, get used yeah, to that yeah, yeah, I've yeah. seen him in an Arsenal shirt yeah, yeah. I see time. like Theo and uh, what's the boy's name at Crystal Palace oh Townsend Townsend I, I, I see them like there's about three or four of them in the same sort of they had Massive sort of potential. Like nearly men for England, quite, weren't they? Never quite got there, yeah. 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 Well, let's um, give you the opportunity then to predict your Premier League results oh, before we, we, fin- again, we? we finish with, uh, we finish with okay. Everton-Cardiff. So leave that one to the last I'll time. I'll improve things from last week, should I? Um, I'm hoping so, no. I'll guarantee I'm it. Hope- okay, there we go. Okay. So, Man City, West Ham. I'm going to go four zip. Yeah, only one, only one result there, surely. You never know. You never know. Strange things have happened. And it's at West Ham. City score two before West Ham get anything, then it's, yeah, four or five. Everton, Cardiff, we leave to last. Brighton, does that say Leicester? That's hand, my right dodgy there. hand drawing, sorry, Leicester. Brighton, Leicester. Ooh, Brighton. Uh, okay, I'm going to go another 1 0 for Brighton. Manu Palace. At Old Trafford, Palace are on a terrible run, so I'm gonna go three, one. They're proving United. you all sorts of wrong, Palace, aren't they? You start the season. Yeah, you? I'm not going with them no more. I'm not backing. Yeah, them. I took your point. <laughs> no. like, you keep going with them, and it never happens. They're it's that Sellers Park. It's that atmosphere, great atmosphere, but they're not firing. It's not happening. Uh, Watford, Liverpool. It'd be a tricky game this for Liverpool. So I'm gonna go. I think Watford to get a couple of goals. I'm going to go 2-2 two, two, that one. I'm going to get a little oh, surprise in there. Uh, I love Decore as well in midfield for Watford. I think he's a hell of a player. Lovely player. He should be in a top top four club for me. Uh, Fulham, Southampton. Uh, it's got 1-1 one, one written all over it. Spurs, Chelsea. <laughs> the biggie. Big one on the weekend. Give... Tottenham two goals, but my beautiful Blues, I'll give three. Bournemouth, Arsenal, this will be a good, really good game. So I'm going to go again. I'll go high scorer in there. I'm going to go a three, three draw. It would guarantee goals in your predictions, if not in the real game. Absolutely. Wolves, Huddersfield. Uh, Wolves playing well, even though off the back of a couple of defeats, but playing very well. So I'm going to go... Three, 
nil. And then Burnley Newcastle. Cardiff could do with the draw there, couldn't they? I'm gonna go a zero zero draw actually. Not yeah. because Cardiff could do with it, but I just think that's where they're at at the moment. So let's go uh, let's go Everton Cardiff then to finish it off. Uh, I think this would be a real difficult game for Cardiff and I would predict they'll just go down 2-1 oh, you've, you've stolen my prediction Nate. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go positive then because I think they can like you say I think they can they can trouble Everton maybe nick a goal Everton have been scoring loads I don't think this season no. so I'll, I'll say 1-1 and their crowd is you know Everton crowd is traditionally mate if you're not on it a bit tetchy sometimes very tetchy yeah. and if they will see they look at the likes of Cardiff coming and think you know rubbing their hands won't they yeah. we should be battling these Liverpool done them for well we should be hey lad we should be doing these no problem <laughs> so you know and it, it doesn't work like that but I can tell you never played for a Merseyside club mate. hey lad <laughs> fantastic could have done, done brilliant stuff right well we'll be back next Wednesday to dissect whatever happens at Goodison Park hopefully with Paul hopefully I'm uh, wrong hopefully you are wrong hopefully we do have Paul though after all the, all we've dissed him throughout the podcast <laughs> yeah. like, we do have to be nice to him at the end uh, yeah. remember you can listen to the podcast on Acast Spotify iTunes or Wales Online and uh, you can subscribe on iTunes too give us a rating and that would be lovely too and remember this is sponsored by Giovanni's and get in touch with us on Twitter if you want to ask Nathan a question we had loads of them this week they were all excellent so from the two of us this week it's same time next week thanks for listening